afraid of the ocean. I think of a time a couple years ago, I was on a camping trip with my two brothers, and we were camping in this really amazing spot where you could camp right next to the water. The first day we got there, it was gorgeous. It was sunny and warm, and we spent hours basically playing in the tide pools, looking for strange creatures. And we slept right there on the rocks next to the water. But the next day, the weather was completely different. It was rainy, windy, and choppy. So we packed up and we went and saw a lighthouse that was nearby there on a little bit of land out in the water. I remember seeing the water level going up and down and the waves crashing against the rocks and the spray shooting into the air and coming onto us. We were soaked pretty quickly. The the rocks were wet and slick and we were getting cold rapidly. I remember pressing myself against a rock and just feeling wet and cold and just looking at that water and thinking, you know what, I'm okay, I'm barely okay right here, (laughs) but if I go out five feet, or ten feet, or fifteen feet, I don't know what's going to happen. I'll get thrown against the rocks probably, or I'll get sucked under, or I won't be able to swim, or who knows what could happen. There were some seals on a little island out out beyond us, and they were perfectly happy. (laughs) And it was just very clear to me, like, they're made to be here, I'm not right now. (laughs) So I was right on the edge of something that could easily destroy me. And if I went just a little further, I didn't know what would happen. That feeling of danger, I think, gets us a little bit closer to a Hebrew view of the sea, the ocean, of the water. And I think we need to to think about that view of the water to appreciate Matthew 14 that we just heard, the story of Jesus walking on the water. So let's start out. Let's start out thinking about Jesus on the water. Start by looking at the Old Testament and just look at this relationship we see there between God, his people, and the sea. So when we think of the ocean, you know, we live here in Florida, most of us. Uh, We might think of white sand beaches and fishing and crabbing. Maybe that's more of a northern thing. I don't know, Corona, Kenny Chesney. (laughs) Choose your association. But that's not really the Hebrew view of the ocean. (laughs) So let's look at that. So we just read from Jonah. We got thrown into the middle of the stormy story of Jonah. Pun intended. So what is Jonah? What is Jonah about? Well, he's one of God's spokespeople. He is a prophet. And God has given him a direct order to go and preach to a group of people that Jonah could not stand. People of Nineveh. And Jonah, like any reasonable person, runs away from God. (laughs) Or at least he tries. So he gets on a boat headed in the opposite direction. But we hear that God sends a great wind and Jonah is caught in a storm. He ends up being thrown off of the boat. And he's swallowed by the water and swallowed by a great fish. So Jonah, too, throws us into the middle of the story and gives us a poetic retelling of the story from Jonah's perspective. So hear a couple of those verses again and listen. Listen for how the sea is all tangled up with chaos and death and being cut off from God. So hear some part of that text again. Jonah says, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol, basically hell, I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. 
all your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped about my head at the roots of the mountains. So that's how people talk about the sea in the Old Testament. The sea is closely connected with chaos and death and being cut off from God. Think about it. In Genesis, the earth, we are told, was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the water. So that water at creation is the opposite of God's orderly work. It's anti-creation, if you will. And in Noah, God judges the world by sending a massive flood that wipes pretty much everything out. Then think about the story of the Exodus, where God brings his people out of Egypt. They're confronted with the Red Sea. They're confronted with something they can't survive, something they can't get over on their own. And God uses that same sea to wipe out the army of Egypt. And then in Jonah, as we just read, so throughout the Bible, throughout the Old Testament, the sea is an unpredictable and destructive force. Now, I experienced this last night, sort of. (laughs) Uh, the rivalry is still alive between God's people and the sea. So I was walking around the kitchen, and I was practicing my sermon out loud, and I saw a dead bug sitting next to the sink. I don't think Rebecca would want me to tell you this. But uh, I saw a dead bug, and I thought, I need to deal with that. So I, I set my sermon down on the counter, and I got a paper towel. I took care of things. And when I picked up my beautiful sermon, this is what I found. And this was my final copy with all the color... And all the highlighting. Oh, no. It was ruined. No. What a waste of ink and paper. (laughs) So this fight with the sea is still on. (laughs) So enough about the sea. Let's talk about Jesus. (laughs) So it's against this Old Testament story, this Old Testament backdrop, that Jesus appears in Matthew 14. And I want us to focus on two things, on his feet and then on his hands. So the disciples are caught in a storm, just like Jonah. They're barely holding on for their lives. They are just that close to being sucked into the water. But Jesus comes to them. It says, in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. So where are Jesus' feet? They are firmly planted on the sea. There's another theme that we see in the Old Testament, and that is that the sea is mighty and unpredictable, and it's scary, but God is greater than it. He is above the sea. So at creation, God speaks out, let there be light, and there is light. And God creates a beautiful, lively universe out of the darkness. And at the flood, God keeps the people of God safe in the ark. And then he tells the water, go back. And it goes back. And at the Red Sea, God, through Moses, strikes the water. And it parts. It makes a way for his people. And the psalmists love that story. They sing about it all the time. Psalm 77 playfully says, When the waters saw you, O God, when the waters saw you, sorry, when the waters saw you, they were afraid. Indeed, the deep trembled. Hmm. In Psalm 114, they say, The sea looked 
flat. The sea is scared of God. And Jonah, too, God just whispers a word to the great fish, and it comes right back up to the surface, over to the shore, and spits Jonah out, safe and sound. So the sea is no match for its creator. And in the psalm we just sang together, Psalm 29, we hear that the Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. So God is over the sea. And when Jesus walks on the sea, he's showing that he is God. He is actually the one all along who created the universe out of nothing, and who saved his people out of Egypt, and who rescued Jonah. He is the one who is greater than the sea. And the things that are scary to us are not scary to him. And the frightened disciples in the boat, they get this. Think about their reaction. You know, they don't say, oh, great, Jesus can help me out of all the challenges in my life. (laughs) Not at that moment. Their response is this. They worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. They understand. Jesus is God, and his feet are firmly planted on the sea. Now, when we're thinking about this story of walking on the water, well, let me come back to that. So, is that good news? Is it good news just that there's something more powerful than the sea out there? Well, not necessarily. (laughs) You know, unleashing an all-powerful being into the universe isn't necessarily a comforting thought. Um, You know, that saying, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts, absolutely, is that what we're dealing with? when we deal with God. We need to keep looking at Jesus. And this time, we need to look at his hands. So when Jesus comes to the disciples walking on the sea, you probably know this story. Peter calls out, and he says, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus says, come. Peter steps out of the boat, and he starts to walk. But then we read, When he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And what is Jesus' response? Does he embarrass Peter, push him down into the water, and say, you thought you could do what I could do? (laughs) No. Jesus immediately reached out his hand, we're told, and took hold of him, saying, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And they get into the boat, and the wind stops. So where are Jesus' hands? They are firmly grasping Peter, holding him up, even when his faith is weak, even when he has lost sight of Jesus, when he would have been sucked under to his death. Now, I think we need to be careful at this point not to turn this story about Peter into kind of a false promise, uh, into kind of like a, a bumper sticker It might go something like, uh, I can do anything if I have enough faith. Or, this is not a good bumper sticker, Jesus will always get me out of tough situations. (laughs) You need a a minivan for that. (laughs) You know, we we take a text like this, and we want to turn it into like a formula that we can apply to whatever is troubling us at the time. But I think there's two things in this text that, that work against that. So, one is that Jesus seems to send the disciples into the storm. 
very unpleasant thing to think about. The first verse that we read says, He made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. Now, don't you think that Jesus knew that a storm was coming? So, if his whole purpose was to keep them out of frightening situations, then he would have just kept them on the land. But he doesn't. He allows them to face the storm. The other uncomfortable fact in this chapter is that right before what we read, we hear about John the Baptist, one of Jesus' closest friends and most faithful followers, the one who said, he must increase and I must decrease in the Gospel of John. John the Baptist is beheaded in a horrible abuse of royal power. He loses his freedom and he loses his life despite being a faithful witness to Jesus. So, I don't think the message is just keep your eyes on Jesus and everything will be okay in exactly the way that you would like. I don't think so. You know, our own experience teaches us that Christians are not spared the evils of this world. And sometimes it even seems like the most faithful people we know are the ones who face the worst storms. And even if we have even if we don't face the worst storms in this life, you know, even if we're spared some of those things, all of us are going to face death. And death is the ultimate storm, the ultimate sea. The ultimate unknown, powerful, scary thing that we must face. I remember hearing Pastor John Piper say one time that everybody, if you live long enough, will fear death. I was younger at the time, obviously, and I remember kind of thinking, oh, I don't think so. I'm a Christian. But, (laughs) you know, I'm only 29, but I'm starting to see that he was right. Death is scary. Death is a big unknown. And we will face it, even if we are in Christ. So what is the promise of this text? If it's not Jesus bails us out of all our tough situations all the time, what is it? It is that Jesus will not let go of us. Amen. His hands are firmly holding us, just like he held on to Peter. You know, we might sink. We might go down a lot further than we thought we ever would. And we will die but Jesus will still hold on to us. This story of Jesus and Peter in the waves, it's a beautiful picture of Jesus' whole mission. You know, he is God all-powerful. His feet are on the sea, but he comes to us, tossed around on the edge of destruction, and he takes hold of us. He stoops to pick us up, to save us, The Gospels tell us this gorgeous story of Jesus leaning down to rescue us. In the the Nicene Creed, which we'll be saying in just a few minutes, it says, for us and our salvation, he came down from heaven. So he came down to become a man, to take on flesh, to assume our nature. He became mortal so he could take hold of us. But his humility didn't stop there. In the Apostles' Creed, we say, He suffered under Pontius Pilate. He was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. And in Philippians 2, we read, Though he was found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. 
So that is the ultimate example of Jesus stooping down to take hold of us. He dives into death itself so that he can hold us and raise us up. So I wonder, I wonder what the sea is for each of us today. Okay, going back to my opening story, what's that thing that you're right next to, that you're looking at, and you think, if that happens, or maybe if that doesn't happen, I think I'm done for. I don't know what's going to happen to me. I don't know who I will be if that happens. You know, what is that for you today? And maybe it's not something that's literally life-threatening, but it's something that you feel like would make life unbearable. You know, I think we all worry about different things. I don't really worry about like being hit by a train. And it's not hard for me to go on an airplane. And I just figure if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. <laughs> um, but then I, but then I fret myself over. You know, what do people think about me? And you know, am I am I the real deal in my walk with God? And uh, where are we going to be in five years? Am I going to be a good dad? Like. Those are the things that keep me up at night, not trains and planes. So I don't know what it is for you, but we all have those things where we, we look at them and wonder, I don't think I can handle that. I don't think I can make it if that happens. So today, God commands us. He invites us to look at Jesus, to see his hands and his feet. We see his feet firmly planted on the sea ruling over the things that threaten us. The things that are scary to us are not scary to him. And we see his hands holding on to Peter, holding on to humanity, and holding on to us. So this is what the Lord has been speaking to me through this passage. Be bold, Christian. Don't waste your life playing out all the what-ifs, worrying about what might happen you know what? It might happen. <laughs> and you can't prevent it. So don't worry about it, because Jesus will still be with you. He will still hold on to you, even if your worst fears are realized. So take risks. Don't live to manage your risk. Don't live like you're an insurance policy. Go to Uganda. Live in the neighborhood that other people don't want to live in. Join the church that you don't know if it'll survive. Not this one. <laughs> kind of. You know, go into a calling that has no guarantee of job security. Do it. Do it. And don't worry about what's going to happen. Because Jesus will hold on to you, even if the thing you fear the most happens. So be bold, Christian. So as we come to this table, and as we receive Jesus' body and blood, as we take hold of the bread, know that Jesus has already taken hold of us. Amen. And he will not let us go. So I've spoken about death a few times. So I want us to close with this, a prayer from the burial service in the Book of Common Prayer. This is how I'll end. Let me pray this for us. Lord Jesus Christ, by your death, you took away the sting of death. Grant to us, your servants, so to follow in faith where you have led the way, that we may at length fall asleep peacefully in you. 
and wake up in your likeness. <coughs> For your tender mercy's sake. Amen. 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 Take a moment or two to meditate on the sermon.